Adam here. On this week's episode, there's a new Dragon Ball Budokai Tenkaichi game coming, our first impressions of Wolong Fallen Dynasty along with Good Game Bad Game of the Week. We introduce a new segment called Side Quests where we ask you guys questions about video games. This week, worst personal gamer rage moment. And we finish out the show with a discussion on lessons learned from video games. Hit that power button. It's time to pixelate. Hello, welcome to Pixelate, the historic, the legendary episode five of Pixelate. Um, we have a lot of stuff to get into today. Uh, I'm pretty excited for the first thing that we're going to talk about. But before that, uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, go to the link tree that will be in the description. It is also linked on our Twitter. Uh, it has all of our socials, including our Twitch, which is soon to be renamed to Pixel Play. Um, and our Discord is also in the link tree as well. So uh, without further ado, I am Adam. Uh, I'm here with Jamal and Micah today. How's everyone doing today? Uh, the weather, first of all, the weather today was phenomenal. I don't know if you guys got outside. First nice well, day. I don't live in the same state as you, so that doesn't apply to me. I, but... I, I got outside to go to work and not enjoy the weather, really. So, Okay. Well, <laughs> the weather was good over here, too. It's beautiful. Nice, nice. Um, I'd also like to announce that I shaved my beard. I am now rocking a porn stash. So this is a porn version of Pixelate. No peen, no tits, but just the mustache. Um, getting ready for that robot sex scene in Atomic Heart. I was going to say, you literally look like the robots. <laughs> yeah, Atomic yeah. Heart I, I definitely look like an Atomic Heart villain. Um, but I'll take it. It's fine. Um, so first order of business, this is something that came out today. Saw it on Twitter within the past hour. Uh, people are freaking the fuck out and reasonably so. Um, there's going to be a new Dragon Ball Budokai Ten Tenkaichi game. Let's go! Oh my gosh, I'm so... When was the last... When was Tenkaichi 3 or the, the remaster? Gotta be like 2012 or something. The last one was Ultimate Tenkaichi, which was god awful it was basically what's it what's the thing called in kingdom hearts 2 um like input commands or something like that action commands oh yeah like those things that's basically what that game was oh that's awful and i've been waiting for an actual tank Aichi game they kept making xeno like xenoverse which i heard is a good game but i want an actual budokai tankaichi game yeah, yeah Xenover the xenoverse games are really really good um and they honestly kind of helped me get more into dragon ball than i already was uh when i played the first game but they're not like tenkaichi where there's like a lot of uh the the combat isn't as in-depth and it isn't like as cinematic as those games it's more about the roster and just like the amount of things you can do like the fact that you can make your own dragon ball character and then give them whatever you want and have them like train under people but tenkaichi is more like 
honestly kind of like Dragon Ball Fighter Z, where like it's more about the the actual combat and the gameplay there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, would you say Kakarot is similar to Budokai Tenkaichi or Xenoverse? No, so Kakarot is more like if you guys remember the it's old old game. The I think it's called the Legacy of Goku. Uh, they were yes. like Game Boy games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so Kakarot's more like that, where it's like an RPG open world Dragon Ball game. But the combat is very Xenoverse esque. So it's like just okay. It's just button mashing mixed with dodging, and then sometimes you can like call in Krillin to do a Solar Flare or like Tien to do like Tri Beam. But right. this news, it, it, we need it, man. I. After that flop, that was that uh, the Dragon Ball, the Breakers, oh which is like God. a Dead by Daylight Dragon Ball game. Oh. <laughs> we had uh, you, specifically you had high hopes for that game because you, you really like, did. <laughs> you, well, it's not bad, is it? It's just that it's there's nothing spectacular about it or worth yeah. It's it's twenty dollars for mechanically. It's not a bad video game. It's just like really, <clears throat> it's really boring. Which I've always kind of had that kind of reservation about those types of games uh and i know people the the community is huge and people love watching videos of it on like dead by daylight on tiktok and stuff like that it's pretty popular but i couldn't i i just never found the appeal and even though breakers was a dbz property uh still wasn't wasn't really appealing to me well, i like the, the concept behind it because like uh condensed battle royale in a sense mm. i just i just don't care for the setting as much i don't, what they chose well for adam it. have you played dead by daylight no we should really play dead by daylight but uh it's a lot better than you think it's no a lot no I'm, I'm i know i know dead by daylight's good and that's why i was excited for the breakers because the concept of a horror dragon ball game is really good like imagine just being a human when cells invading it's a yeah, very that, scary thought and that, and they didn't nail it for the right reasons they they focus too much on like oh we're gonna just summon people to fight the bad guy it's like no you need to drive the horror aspect of it rather than how to stop them um but i, I understand that's also dragon ball so you know they just didn't they had an idea and i don't think they they really fleshed it out the way they wanted to yeah, the thought behind it isn't terrible at all. Um, I just, yeah, the, playing as like a regular human in the Dragon Ball universe is so unappealing to me. Um, at least the way that they presented it. If it, if they genuinely made it terrifying, which I don't think it is, like, yeah, if you're getting chased by Majin Buu or whatever, it's like, oh my god! But you, how many times can you repeat that playing as a normal human uh, that isn't Hercule? You know, it's also a loot. Like, it's like a a loot box game like you you summon yeah. characters to get them and it's like mm, that's not really what i wanted from that right and i'll say i'll say this if it ever goes free to play i'm playing it but mm. it's 20 dollars, so yeah. it's just like i'm never gonna drop 20 on that and also um it's such a filler game by the people that made the xenoverse games it's literally xenoverse assets and also like maps and whatever just made it it's it might as well be like an expansion in its own way right. um but, but it's none, nonetheless it's really filler for xenoverse 3 nonetheless trailer for it for what the new tenkaichi yeah uh it was more so a teaser so 
the way it opens up, it's like uh, like an old school. It's like a um, yeah, like an old school TV, uh, mm-hmm. and it's showing clips from the old Tenkaichi games. And uh, at the end, like it it shows Goku powering up, and then it fades to black, and then it opens up with like updated graphics and stuff, and then he's like powering up to go Super Saiyan Blue. Uh, and then he's just standing there, and the environment looks really good. And it it look, and then I I assume it's all in engine. And so, uh, and then at the end, it was like there uh, a new Budokai Tenkaichi is coming begins. Yeah. So I haven't played a Dragon Ball game since Xenoverse One. Um, I haven't even played Fighters. So, uh, which I know is a great game. Um, I just was probably playing other stuff and didn't really want to get into a new fighting game. You want to pick it up still. It's about to go off Game Pass. Yeah, at, at this point, probably not. But especially with, with the new Tenkaichi coming out, that might be the first game in a while, Dragon Ball based, that I'm going to get into. I'm so excited. I had the Tenkaichi games were childhood, dog. Mm. I, I need a release date. Like, don't I better not be waiting two years for this game. That's that's gonna be my pet peeve. Like that, like, nah, yeah. don't don't show me this, and it's like you know, two years out. We've yeah, and you've brought this up before. Like, don't show me a game that's coming out three years from now. I don't think it is. I think it looks from what we see of the new game, it looks like they're kind of far along the process. Uh, I'm hoping that that wasn't the first thing they did with Goku right. powering up. Um but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that it's gonna come out like maybe spring of next year, maybe summer. Yeah, can I imagine guess. they're just like what making slight alterations to the sources where that they have using Kakarot. So yeah. I think they didn't have to start from scratch. I want them to make super because they've only touched on like the first two movies. Um, with yeah, do like follow the manga with Super. I would like that. Oh my god, dude! If they made a manga Kakarot with Moro and stuff, it would be insane. You guys, honestly, if you ever see that game on sale, you should pick it up because it's really good. But it needs Super Story. So I hope after we get this Budokai Tenkaichi game, they uh they announce that too. Yeah. I'll be more interested in Super. Like I'm not. I'm tired with Z Dog. I played it. I know Z stories. Right. So many too games. Many times. Give it I up. I will say the Dragon Ball or Super. You don't need to Kakarot's do the anymore. most cinematic retelling of those, but it, it's even better than the anime. It, but it's just, uh, it's the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's the same story. Yeah. Like the hype factor. That's cool. They, they revoiced it and stuff. All right. So we're going to move on to this week's edition of Good Game, Bad Game. Good Game. Bad game. Good game. I was talking a little bit about this before the podcast started. Uh, I recently picked up, really recently, like yesterday, I picked up uh, Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright Trilogy. And um, I I have played the games before. I played them. So I played like the demos on the 3DS when I was really little, but I didn't really like get into the game like that. And then I played the first game about halfway through when I was in high school, but I never finished it. So yesterday I picked it up again and I I was hesitant because it's $30 for all three games. But I was like, you know, I fuck with, you know, I fuck with detective games. I like L.A. Noir. I like The Wolf Among Us. I like the arkham series when they do have that but i also like 
the Telltale Arkham games. So Phoenix Wright, is, if you don't know, is basically a attorney-based uh, visual novel, I can say. And you're basically trying to, like, solve a case um, of, like, murders, theft, uh, fraud, stuff like that. But as a defense attorney, and you basically are doing, like, anime court cases, I could put it that way. Like, you're shouting, you're slamming desk. People are freaking out doing, like, anime falling over and stuff like that. It's really funny, and the writing's really well done but the big thing for me in the game is just how uh well the like stories are delivered to you because most cases are they start by showing you the killer and who it is so the the stories are less about trying to figure out who did something and then it's more about which is the focus of a lawyer it's trying to prove why your defendant is not guilty and why this person is guilty so um, like the first case of the game is like someone f- frames uh, the girl, the girl's, the victim's boyfriend for killing the girl. And like you have to ch- you have to like go and convince the judge that the guy who's claiming that the boyfriend killed her, you know, is actually the killer. It's really good. And it doesn't seem that interesting, like on paper. And you don't realize how good the game is till the music kicks in. You're hitting the right things and you're trying to find contradictions in their testimonies and then out of nowhere phoenix right is like Objection! and it's just it's like very and then the music stops and it kicks in with another music tune it all hits man and and if you like telltale if if you like la noir that's like the most perfect one i can think yeah, i love that game um yeah man you would it's right up your alley then okay. and if you like um any kind of detective or like solving puzzles kind of game like Professor Layton and stuff. They even have a Ace Attorney versus Professor Layton game. Oh, yeah. Um, you would love this stuff. And also, it's not just cut and dry like law. It's it gets really out there. I mean, at one point they call in a ghost to make a testimony like they summon a spirit. Um, sometimes you're <laughs> like sometimes you're like questioning like monsters it's awesome and and the murders are like super over the top and yeah it's a lot of fun and yeah if you haven't tried them out definitely pick up those games so that's my good game of the week all right bad game was trying to get back into splatoon 3 Mm. and uh nothing necessarily bad about splatoon because you know it's a good game but I I can't do it, man. Not not right now. It's it's either I've lost my touch with it and I just need to like sink more time into it, or I just like have lost interest in the game entirely. I just don't really care about what's coming out for it or any of that. And then I looked into the new DLC that dropped because they finally just dropped it. And it's just a a lobby swap. It's just literally a call back to splatoon one and you can go back and forth between the cities that served as like the hub between splatoon one and splatoon three and i'm like this is part of your expansion pass this could have been in a free update yeah that's supposed to be half of your like i don't know what it is like 30 dollar expansion and i'm like eh, you're not gonna sell it separately but yeah that, that's my bad game splatoon three not being that fun anymore unfortunately Damn. what a shame jamal so my good game is 
it's more music stuff related. I've been listening to just like the soundtrack for Hollow Knight because I just getting back into that. And it's very soothing, you know. I like it a lot. And I like the kind of like the mystery, it's kind of like ambiance in type of way when you're just like exploring around. You don't really feel like a lot's going on, but the game is still alive. Similar to Breath of the Wild, where you know you have like your nice tones, it gets intense when it needs to, but or not just very quiet because you're just exploring the area around. And I find it relaxing, something I like to listen to. So it's not much there. That's my good game. My bad game is the Pokemon Company. Everything that they had with their Pokemon presents for Pokemon Day. Because one, you didn't re- you didn't release any Pokemon games on the Game Boy Advance. Nintendo has all these Pokemon games released on the Game Boy Advance. Pokemon Company didn't show anything coming out for that, so that blew me. Two, they're making some like Pokemon sleep device or something. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, this is so whack. It's supposed to be able to track your sleep. And then, like, it just shows, like, it will collect your data, whatever. And it will show, like, Pokemon with, like, similar sleep patterns. Like, yo, this is so dumb. (laughs) And it's supposed to, like, be working with Pokemon Go in some other type of way. I'm like, this is, and I think it's, like, $40 or something. Pokemon is uh, tracking you. I'm like, yo, this is so Selling your information to the higher-ups. And then the DLC, I get right now. I mean, they announced it, but they don't really show anything. So this looks kind of whack. I mean, I guess I coming know, soon, just, Pokemon yeah. data mining. I'm like, yo, I plug like Pokemon into your head. I need something more like uh, they're doing a they're doing a lot, but doing nothing at the same time. <laughs> My name's Professor Oak. Welcome to the world of Pokemon. What's your social security number? <laughs> Have you ever wanted a Pikachu inside of your brain? <laughs> oh, yeah. And that Pokemon device, like, each one comes with, like, Pikachu inside. And then it, it can be used as an alarm clock or something. I'm like... Yeah, I would break that shit respectfully. I'm like, bruh. Pokemon companies blows me. And every year, it just reminds me why... I don't want to get anything Pokemon-related ever again. <laughs> Because it's just so boring. Like, I like the idea. The idea of Pokemon is great because you can get lost in that world easily once you start. But then once that nostalgia goes away, it's just like, what did I just do? It's like you feel guilty after playing it. It's like yeah. dirty. It's like finding a, <laughs> a, a weird porn video. Exactly. You're like, oh, that's what I finished. <laughs> <laughs> literally though let me clear all the browsers i do have some post i do have some post nut clarity when i look at violet i'm not gonna lie (laughs) pokemon violet i i fucking i play that game now i'm like this is so shit bro i don't even that's a perfect description it's the wrong porn you watched and you're like yeah what did i just a common case of poke nut clarity ew (laughs) so um my good game of the week. Uh, is, I'm I'm just gonna go with uh, Wulong, the fallen or fallen dynasty. Um, so I haven't played like a Souls like since Elden Ring, 
uh, and that was technically my first one that I actually got into and yada, yada. We talked about Under Ring so many times since it came out. Um, and so Wulong, uh, I had no interest in it, like coming up to the draft for the fantasy and even up until like its release. Um, but then Micah was telling me that, you know, it's multiplayer and it's on Game Pass. And I was like, all right, well, fine. You know, it, it deals with like Chinese mythology and stuff like that. Uh, and then I learned that it was made by the developers of Dynasty Warriors and uh, and the Neo games, which I never played the Neo games, but uh, they were ki- kind of like their first delve into the Souls-like genre, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I look into it, like this game is basically Neo 3, which is fine. I think those games were were pretty solid, uh, one and two. There's a lot of hype around Neo 2 from what I remember. Um, and so playing it... Uh, it takes any any type of souls like game it takes a little bit to kind of adjust to the controls especially after playing one from from software um and i tried to i wanted to remap the controls to more accurately depict that type of uh, game but i was like fuck it let me just you know it's going to complicate everything else and i'm just going to go back to oh, you switched back yeah i switched back so um but the game itself like i think it looks it looks really good. It looks phenomenal, especially for the type of game that it is. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that the 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 art design is as good as you know an Elden Ring, any type of FromSoft. But it's not Sekiro. It's not Sekiro. Like um, like that's I was the watching only one that's the, comparable. Like I caught the stream a little bit. What was it last night? Mm-hmm. And like I think you guys were like in this mountain pass or something. You guys were crossing a bridge. Um, the world itself looks like something you have fun getting lost in yeah they're Not definitely the style self but like the design of the world and everything it looks great there are definitely corridors and stuff that you can go and explore and it it has the feel of a of a soulsborne game um at certain points other times it definitely you can tell where the dynasty warriors uh vibe shines through uh like it's it's as campy as a dynasty warriors game especially when the dialogue comes in um but then the enemy design and like uh so you can you can parry or you deflect uh with dodging um you Mm -hmm. can also just guard and stuff but that's not the real appeal of the game the appeal is is timing the attacks and you know having the windows and everything uh i'm not sure micah did you notice if there are any iframes the way that there are in like a dark souls or sekiro or anything like that from what i from what no, i noticed because even in sekiro there's no iframes it's actually just parrying okay um, yeah so it's, game, it's more like but that this, this, people get it wrong sekiro didn't like make that uh formula it's actually neo that started that formula yeah. of the parry focused gameplay and so they they kind of stuck. They did take some things from Sekiro here. I, I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I while I was playing the game, I constantly kept going, "Oh, nice Sekiro, Sekiro." But um, yeah, the 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 gameplay is mainly parry focused, and it's it's definitely not as hard as the FromSoft. Like if you're intimidated by Sekiro or uh, even Neo games, because I know those games are hard as fuck uh this game is actually pretty easy in comparison i I would not even consider this on from soft level at any point i would agree it is it's very forgiving as long as like you actually just sit back and wait for the attacks because there have been times where i've gotten caught especially with the last boss that i got to which is more so what i'm going to get to with my good game but 
uh, once you kind of just fucking relax and recognize, okay, they are choreographed attacks. Some of them are really just like wide ranging and they're not really fun to dodge. But then the ones where, so they have like a, the enemy like glows red and it's like a like a critical attack. You can punish them uh, if you parry it correctly. Um, and so the boss that I just beat, which again is like the fourth or fifth boss in the game, um, that's like the first one where you really have to focus on when those attacks are coming. Otherwise, if you try to rush it, you're going to die. Um, and there's other stuff that you can use. There's Divine Beasts, which are just like small summons and stuff like that. But uh, at, at the base of it all, the last boss that I beat, I had to like regroup and just recognize that you're not going to be able to beat it if you just run up and try to, I tried different armors, different weapons and stuff like that. But if you're not, you know, watching the attacks themselves, you're going to fucking die. So then I finally did beat it. And that was the most type that I've gotten. And unfortunately I didn't have it on the stream because I ended uh, during the level uh, on the stream today but i figured that we would go and beat it again when you want to play again micah when we play multiplayer so that'll be on the stream um and you'll see what i mean about that boss you really have to like watch what it's doing and so that was my good game uh it's it's fun it's not the best game i've ever played i think that the 81 that it got from metacritic uh is pretty accurate still a good game beautiful game in my opinion but not so much stand out to the point where it deserves more than what it got. So uh, that's my good game. Bad game. You Cochrane fanatics didn't none of your good game news wasn't the fact that Elden Ring's getting like a DLC. Well, I was it's gonna, not out yet. Yeah, yeah it's not out I yet. Talk I'll, about it. I was gonna wait to like bring it up when we do our PSN, our next PSN segment. Um, not gonna lie, I don't want to know anything. I don't. I just yeah, I just want to jump into it. I don't want to hear shit. But yes, so if you aren't aware, there is a DLC coming for Elden Ring. So thanks, Jamal. Um, oh, you're welcome. Spoiler. <laughs> oh. uh, so my bad game is also while I was playing uh, Wulong earlier today, I got frustrated with that same boss and I broke an arm of my chair. Ooh. So what the? <laughs> It's uh, you know just oh my there, so you I just wanna... start Donkey Kong smacking your chair afterwards. Well, I didn't, I didn't even like, <laughs> I, I didn't even like hit it that hard. I was like, God damn it! So I like, I banged down like once or twice, and it fucking chopped the plastic piece like that holds it in place to raise it up and down or lower it's it down. Punching the shit out of his chair. All right, and sometimes hey, I'm using for... your chair. I forget that I'm strong sometimes. Okay. And so I went into a toolbox and I just grabbed this little fucking thing. It's just like a bit for a screwdriver, I think. And mm -hmm. so I'm putting that in and just holding it in place. Uh, but it's above the highest setting. So this thing is just until I like actually sit down and try to get the right piece to fix it. It's higher. It's slightly higher by like an inch than my left one. So that was my bad game moment of the week. Uh, mm. Both surrounding Wulong. So fuck you guys it's, i it's i'm not... also really biased yeah yeah well because mike is like he it's either uh from software or die um, <laughs> no i'm not no yeah, no because it could be it could be dragon ball i didn't say that what the fuck i just meant the difficulty wise <laughs> i love the game 
one part. I actually got invaded uh, during this one part. I was like, I don't know what what's going on. I got invaded, and this guy sucked ass. Um, so I dogged him. That was cool. Um, so but, yeah, yeah. I'm saying the game is. I'm saying I'm biased because I'm biased of difficulty wise. Where like I played all the Dark Souls game. I played Bloodborne. I played Sekiro, and I played Elden Ring. By this point, you cannot like no new non FromSoft game is gonna be like hard to me. And it if you know like if you've played Sekiro, this game is nothing. I'm anyone who's beaten Sekiro could probably beat this game in a day. Easily. I it, it's very easy parry wise. It's very so don't let any of that in, intimidate you. Um, but also Adam, this game, uh, god damn it, I keep telling you. And you're going to keep playing the games that aren't it, even though new ones always drop. Just play fucking Dark Souls, bro. You keep playing the I fucking told you Dark I'm gonna Souls play three. knockoffs. Huh? I told you I'm going to play three. So You told you know, me you were going to play three after we beat Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, but then other games came out. So All right, well, games are coming out. We're playing the knockoff Dark Souls. It's time. After it's this, a good game. Playing. It's a good game. It's not a great game, but no, it's a this good one's game. great. This one's actually really good. I'm just saying. Oh, the customer, the uh, customer, the character customization <laughs> the customer. is really actually fucking good. I I think that it it. Actually but that's does what it, I was trying to. It like, does a better you, job. You than texted Elden Ring. me. You texted me. You were like the character customization and Wolong so good. It's like better than Elden Ring. I'm like, bro, just play Dark Souls. It's so much. I will. Better. Oh my god, just fucking there. But I could say the same yeah, thing about so other games. The the difficulty there. Uh, it. It's a lot easier. Like if you wanted to start these kind of games, I actually would recommend Wulong. Um, that's a that's a good point. And then maybe go Elden Ring afterward, and then go through Dark Souls. Yeah. But uh, yeah, really good games. If you're a Soulsborne fan, a must play. If you have Game Pass. Um, oh yeah, the if, fact that it's on Game Pass too. Like you don't have to if, buy anything. If you're not a Soulsborne fan, but you're still kind of hesitant about these sort of games, I think this is a great starting point and i i do think that these guys the team ninja uh nailed it they nailed it so next up we are actually going to introduce a brand new segment to you guys it is called side quests what we're doing for this new segment is uh any week that we want to include it on the show we're going to actually put up some questions on um, our Instagram stories. Uh, we're also going to go and put it on our Twitter. Um, that is uh, pixelate on Twitter and uh, pixelate underscore on Instagram. Um, again, link tree for the links. So uh, there, we're going to have some polls on Twitter, going to have some uh, questions on the stories and whatnot. And uh, so this week uh, we had what's your worst gamer rage slash slash rage quit uh moment ever um so the first response is uh i was up 49 to 3 in my madden ultimate team season championship and my qb fumbled so when i read that i thought that there was more to it but it just ends with my qb fumbled so by your qb fumbling does that mean that you didn't get the 50 piece or like they scored and almost came back even though you were up by 46 points I'm not entirely sure, but that's still frustrating if you're up by that point by that much and you're like, okay, this is easy, no problem here. And your QB fumbles and then all all hell breaks loose. That's a little frustrating. Jamal, I know this doesn't apply to you at all, 
Um, <laughs> no. Micah, you, when was the last time you even played a Madden game? Okay, so not that long ago, but... Madden's me, always periodic in my life. Yeah. The only time I'd ever play it, like, now is if, like, one of my players wants to play, if we have the Xbox hooked up at the school, like, during lunch or whatever the case is, but... I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to go out of my way to purchase another Madden game. Um, but if I was up 49 to three and then some dumb shit happened, I would also be pretty pissed. Uh, next up are, uh, this is actually a friend of the show. Um, not going to give names, but we know him very well. Uh, he said, all the times we used to play Gears 5 and we're in bad matches. So you said, you know who I'm talking to if you're listening to the show, watching the show. You're saying that as if, that was a long time ago. We played Gears 5 like last week and pretty much every match there was bad. And I'm surprised my chair wasn't broken before then. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if we want to talk gamer rage, I have I think I've I've probably broken a controller playing Gears at some point. I don't know about Gears 5, but there have been Gears of War and Elden Ring are like the two hardest and worst games you've had to play with me. Oh my god! I actually, I think my my last headset that I had for Xbox during quarantine, I think, I think that's that's the one I broke playing Gears. It was either Gears or Rocket League. You just Hulk out on your console when <laughs> shit goes bad. <laughs> Not all the time. I'm very reserved now, but I used to be awful. Literally during uh, the PS2 era, uh, I think I was playing. Actually, well, I was, it was a PS1 game. I think I was playing Final Fantasy Tactics. And I accidentally, so I'm like getting ready. I'm like trying to save and stuff. And I have my finger over the power button. Like, cause I, I was like, I need to hurry this up. I don't know what I was doing, but I needed to like leave or something. And as it's saving, I accidentally pressed the power button. Right. And you know how old games work. There was no quick resume. if if you turn the system off while it's saving it like corrupts the file deletes the file yada yada so i'm like oh my god what did i just do so i turned the playstation back on tried to load the file completely gone and i was on i was like probably within like a couple fights from the end of the game oh dude i put i what i did is i saw that i took a deep breath put the controller down on the floor (laughs) And I karate chopped it in half. And so I took, yeah. So I took the remnants of, I took the corpse of this controller, this PlayStation 2 controller. And instead of just throwing it in the trash, I was afraid that my brother was going to discover it. So I put it in the closet behind a bunch of clothes and storage items and stuff like that. And I said, out of, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> so, uh, that was that was one of my most memorable uh, gamer rage moments. Speaking of Final reaction. Fantasy tactics, the nope. people got to know. No, you're so fake. <laughs> Why? Because you haven't beat it yet. You're talking about tactics, ogre. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, you know, eventually I'm going to get. That's one of the games that I have to get around to. It's same with same with Stray. Same with Dark Souls Three. Apparently, well, he's never playing even... any of these games. <laughs> You hey, sound I, like you sound like Chris. I run a busy life, okay. <laughs> um, all right. So the next response is this is Wope's response to the question. So Wope is not on the show, but he had the time to uh, give us a response so that we could talk about it. 
His is pre-patch Leroy on Tekken 7 caused me to quit games on site. Wasn't dealing with that. Uh, I think I know who Leroy is. I actually have never played Tekken 7, surprisingly. Um, but I again, I think I know how broken pre-patch Leroy was. Uh, and knowing Wope. So first of all, Wope is good at Tekken, and he he might deny this. And I think we've also talked about it on the show at one point, the old show. Uh, Wope is good at Tekken because of me. Um, That's a, lot a of, crazy claim. Uh, well, it's not false. A lot of people are actually like Xavier uh, is he's not good. Sorry, X, but he's better because of me. Um, Micah, even you probably got a little bit better because you were tired of losing to me on Tekken. Um, <laughs> I literally bought the game because I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? what's funny is that it all goes back to my brother Kevin, your uncle. Uh, he would beat me all the time on Tekken 3. And over time, I was like, I'm not ever going to lose to him in a fighting game ever again. So, <laughs> thanks, Kevin. Um, shout out the united states army instead of so wope is not one to like freak out i guess he's the one that would literally just not even rage quit but just calm quit he would just turn the xbox off and walk away <laughs> so i can picture him doing that for sure i also have another response from uh one of my buddies uh he said playing destiny for 12 hours and getting the same piece of shit armor four times that i didn't need i never played destiny I've been there yeah no, it, that sounds it, like it that sounds like a destiny type thing <laughs> but i never well, got like i don't know i feel like destiny is such like a background game it's not like i'm gonna get mad because like i just do the weekly and then i get off i imagine it probably when destiny like first came out when it was like hype when you get to that point of the grind just quit bro <laughs> Yeah, just stop playing Destiny. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do. Because that's what I do with every game. Um, and so our last uh, response is, uh, when I broke my controller over a Revenant in Elden Ring, I can I can relate to that. I didn't break a controller, but I can relate to that one. Yeah, I was going to bring up a Souls situation. Uh, but I feel like with Souls, I never got so much as like rage because I was expecting that out of that game so like i always just discipline myself nameless king is known as like one of the hardest fights in those games and that probably took me like 50 tries straight those are so um, right but what i was gonna say i think so a game my probably i don't know if it's my worst rage moment but one that's like really stands out to me is my first time playing breath of the wild uh i i think like maybe a month after playing i finally got the expansions and the first expansion is like just an expansion to upgrade trials. your master sword. Yeah. And dude, it's like 60 to 90 levels of just yeah. no, no health, no armor, just fighting with your bare hands. Come on. Enemy uh, after enemies. No, nah, the and, last ones, the, cause I know you, there's like three different ones to do to like make upgrades. Yeah. The but last the set, thing is, I hate it. I the, hate it goes stop. like from, okay. So you have to go from like one to 20 levels, then like 20 to 50 and then like 50 to something. Mm -hmm. And it, it's those last and it, or else you go right back to the beginning and it's those last like 20 or so levels or 30 or so levels that are just absolutely really makes you master the mechanics of the game and i think by the time i had already spent like maybe 20 hours on this expansion just on that alone 
the last time I died, I was like, dude, I fucking hate this game. <laughs> y'all know I love y'all know I love that game. So me mm. saying that, I meant that shit so much. And then I finally beat it on the next try and you know overcame that moment. But I tr- I tried those trials myself and I think I got I got, I think I got to like 12 or something, and I was like, well. That's when enough. you finally beat it bro here's the thing i took that challenge because of the souls games i was like if i can beat that shit i could beat anything in mass mode you have to choose at least when you're starting out you gotta pick your fights at least early on because very much so just but, in yeah, the great the... plateau you try to fight you try to like beat some monsters but then like i wasn't even so in master weak. mode and i actually ended up deleting my 300 plus hours save of breath of the wild uh like maybe two years ago why maybe, wow. maybe a year ago i because i 100 percent of the game i think you remember i, I had everything yeah. in the game and I, I ended up deleting it because because i wanted to start over <laughs> i was but i was the same way though i didn't do it after I, here's the thing, hours i have another account after like a hundred i have another account for playing uh my my other saves but the thing is i don't know what my thought process was i was like oh i have 300 hours logged in this game i want to keep logging hours if i'm going to do another playthrough but the thing is i didn't really consider how much free time i had when i beat that game and i think i sat for like a week straight just playing that game when i first got it and i just don't have that in me right now uh maybe when maybe when the next one drops maybe but this one like i know that game like the back of my hand bro like i can't do it all all 100 again i did beat the game again but yeah i lost my 300 hour save with like almost all the core exceeds and like every piece of armor even including the amiibo armors and all that shit i had everything maybe something to go back to because i i haven't touched that game since i beat it um I can't like, touch it now. I still had to like get through Hogwarts and I can't even like no, I yeah. had to take a break off of that because there's so much to do. But I hate going back. It's like I've heard a lot in Hogwarts is kind of just pointless. It is, but like I want to explore everything, but I'm getting so blown when I'm like, all right, I go here, but then like I want to, but I can't really go into something yet, but I don't want to backtrack. It's just like it gets, it gets a little bit annoying. Specifically the castle, there's like a lot of just like meaningless content. It's there to like just kind of show off and well, it's also a lot of it is like fan service for people mm-hmm. that, that right. read the books. Cause that I saw one thing where there's like a there's like a bathroom that you can go into and there's no real reason to go in there. But the whole point of it is uh because they describe it in the book. Um like there's a ton of faucets, like gold faucets everywhere. And there's like a oh. pool, in the, like it's like a bath in the middle, and mm-hmm. it's it just like it shows exactly what the book described it as. But other than that, there's no reason to like go in that room. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see myself ever playing that game. Neither. Uh, I mean, if there's like a more accessible way to get, I'm not going to pay seventy eight dollars. I'm not that big of a of a Harry Potter fan. Um, that's just me personally, um, but. I can see the appeal for it. Like it would. It's not that I don't like that. I see the appeal, but I literally had the means to download it because one of my friends bought it, and I I had his game share, and uh, I I started. I halfway downloaded it, and I kept watching reviews and more gameplay. I was like, ah, oh, dude, I don't think I want to play this. Uh, the, the more one... I looked into it, I just, I just did. I was like, I don't see myself being intrigued by the story. The dialogue looks. 
no offense, Jamal. The dialogue didn't look that good. Um, it's not it, the most immersive like, thing. I mean, the story itself. I mean, eh, you have to be a, you really have to be a fan to really just enjoy the game. And I, I have watched the movies, but I'm not a super lore fanatic about it, so I don't mm-hmm. remember a lot. And the movies I do like are the later ones. So like the the kitty focus in this game is a little meh for me. Anyways, that was side quests. Next up, uh, we have a topic that Micah actually suggested. Um, and it's an interesting one because you don't really think about this type of thing when it comes to movie or for, to, when it comes to games. You think of it when it's like books and movies and shows and stuff like that, but not really anything that you're playing through, interestingly enough. Um, but the question is, what video game uh, have you learned a lesson from? In other words, what what experience playing a game like kind of taught you a life lesson, something that you took away that you could apply to your everyday life? The game that came to mind when I suggested this, uh, a game that has left a lasting impression on me since I played it um, recently. And I remember I was when I recently played it a few years ago, I told Adam about how crazy of a game it was story wise and how like the the political nature of the game was very real like it definitely uh applies to our life right now and it came out years ago um metal gear solid 2 and it's ending um it's a game about proxy wars it's a game about uh kind of political manipulation but also manipulation over like people it I won't go too much into the story, but basically you play as Raiden, who is like the spec ops soldier who uh, is basically set out on a mission. And by the end of the game, you kind of discover that the mission was all curated as like a test for you. It was like a um, an AI test to kind of test your skills and then prove that anyone can be manipulated by with just the right circumstances. You can make an exact recreation of a situation and someone will like adapt um so you proved the point of the villains by the end of the game and at the end of the game you beat the bad guys whatever shit blows up and then you talk to solid snake who's the main character of the series and he kind of just reaffirms with like a really good speech and they're doing like a shot over real life people in new york um and he's basically explaining uh it's so good. That game is amazing. Not now. It's, because it's, it's really good. Hard to play. Um, so the, the, the overall theme of the game is kind of fighting for what you believe in, but also keeping faith and spreading that faith in, for, uh, in what you believe in. So um, by the end of the game, you have the AI kind of convincing the player, and I'm not going to spoil what happens, but it's kind of convincing the player like you directly breaking the fourth wall, like you are a pawn in the grand scheme of things. You don't mean anything. And therefore you're just kind of, you are being manipulated by the bigger hands uh, that the elites have, that this AI has. And I mean, in current day, you see that all the time. It just feels like the world is constantly uh, lying to you. Like you don't ever, I mean, we look at the current world right now, there's wars going on, there's sickness going out. 
And we just have no idea on like the truths of all of it, but we do have our own beliefs. And so what Solid Snake kind of goes about saying is he says, you have to find something that you believe in and that you can stand for. And you should spread that on to future generations through art, through video games, through media, through YouTube videos, those kind of things that we have a voice, that we have a way to kind of express ourselves that's what our kids are going to look at and that's what future generations are going to apply to themselves so although there are these things that the higher-ups are able to do to kind of manipulate the masses you also have um, an impact in your own way and you just have to kind of apply that to your own self and it's a really good message for a game it's a it's a very like I think a game came out in 2001. So it's a very relevant message to this day. Um, and the overall like theme of the game is how information is shared and uh, processed and kind of changed along the way. And you, I mean, we have phones now that give you information the moment you wake up and like world news the moment you wake up, but you don't know how much of it is true. The game kind of just tells you like, <clears throat> although you may feel very small in the grand scheme of things, you do have a purpose in if you have something to believe in, you should spread that so that the future generations can believe in that thing too. So that's what a uh, lesson I took away from a game. And I, I still think to this day, especially with all the crazy AI stuff we have now, where it's just information is n like anyone could make an AI of someone saying something and it's total false. And that's literally what happens in that game. And it's mm -hmm. scary to see now like what's going on. It's like Kojima is a fucking genius, bro. He predicted the future many times. So uh, really good game, really good lesson and takeaway. That was very eloquently said. Beautiful. It was a little messy, but I tried to get the point across without spoiling too no, much. I, I think, well, it's also a 21, 22-year-old game, so you're not spoiling anything. But uh, true, true. So I take a, I like learn a lot of things from different games, but I guess more so a life type of thing that i got from a game would be assassin's creed 2 because that was the mm. first Assassin's creed game i played and that's the origin of my favorite quote and what made me get into like philosophy more and why i start why i read like certain books because my favorite quote from that game is nothing is true everything is permitted mm -hmm. i approach life in a way that follows that quote a lot so you're the shepherd of your own actions you know you choose what's right for you Try not to, uh, as long as you just follow that, you know, you should be fine. Now, there's moments that you're going to just like weakness or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, you know, your choices are right for you. So just keep following back to what Mike said, like, you know, what you believe in, you know, don't think too much about it. So I know I love that quote. I still need to get a tattoo of that quote. Our lessons are of the same nature. Um, those two games kind of preach similar topics mm -hmm. and I know that that quote is also in the first Assassin's Creed also, and it definitely it stuck with me for a long time because um, they show you in game. Nothing is true and everything, including murder, is permitted. So I even got the book where that quote is originated from because I'm like, I wanted to learn more about that. I read that book last year. So really good. Back when those games were actually writing well back when it was assassin that's the assassin yeah. that i love <laughs> yeah when it was still about assassins and not norse gods exactly there are a lot of quotes in the games that i've played over the the you know decade or two and a half decades that i've been playing video games 
um that you know i could i could just spurt out like one of the first ones that came to mind not not quotes but like yeah we've talked about it a lot as well but god war ragnarok really stuck with me like the story uh just where kratos comes from like and seeing how he developed as a character and especially the last two games with atreus and like just being able to open up and just like that kind of message being sent like the bond now i don't have any kids but the bond between a father and son like it nothing nothing matches it um and so that was really special for me the halo games gears of war games uh final fantasy even uh but some one of the ones that really stuck out to me uh was in so in bio like the original bioshock um the thing that andrew ryan um really stuck to in creating uh rapture was there are no gods or kings only man um Mm. and so the thing that sticks with me about that is that there's such a fine line between like having confidence and just like putting yourself out there but then also having hubris and just letting that overtake your entire life and just becoming way basically like becoming a villain like you know the classic quote live long enough to be a hero or die the villain or something like that um live long like live long enough to see yourself yourself become become the villain villain, yeah yeah or die a hero or die a hero right and i think in in that story and that that story alone is just fantastic you know with uh with um atlas and uh i can't remember the the alias that he went went uh under uh saying you know would you kindly and stuff like that but anyways so andrew ryan like he created this whole world because of uh all the shit that was going on above uh above water you know man is the mighty mightiest being and i guess it came to fruition but then that's where the hubris came in and then there became the splicers and big daddies and yada 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 fantastic game but uh that was one thing that like when you walk into that one like auditorium area and you see the banner and it says no gods or kings only man i'm like holy shit and that game came out 2007 and it still holds true today uh just people becoming so filled with pride um and of course andrew ryan had turned on him but he wasn't really like the villain in that game like he was kind of just things just took a took a mind of their own right um and so yeah i guess the lesson from from that game that I took uh, is that sharp double edged blade. Like it's either you know you stick out and you stick to your guns, but then on the other side, if you let your pride take hold, then the world around you will collapse. So, and the game reflects that actually. Well, exactly. you, the way you play, um, spoilers. The way the game ends <laughs> is, is you you basically if you had chosen to spare the I forget their names the sisters or the the little, little girls little sisters um, the little sisters if you chose to spare them the whole game because they give you power ups mm-hmm. uh, then I think by the end of the game they kind of play a part in not saving you because I think you die no matter what but no, I think so they... what happens is if you if you harvest the atom that they have uh, inside of them like. So a lot of people have gone through multiple times and played different ways where I, I think uh, I did it twice. I did it twice too. Initially you want to you're like, "Oh my god, these little sisters, you can you can uh, save them and take the take the atom out of them, but then they just become cute little girls." And if you do that with all of them, then at the end, uh once you beat Atlas, um uh, 
you go above water in a submarine and they like help save your life and stuff like that oh dude the ending is so good you just reminded me because if you choose the bad ending right then then you die because like you harvest all the atom and then and then um, all the splicers and shit go up to the surface and they basically go fuck up the world which is a really i always felt like that was such a thin line to like cross i I just didn't do any so like the first time i went through and i harvested some because i was like oh i need the atom but then you go through and you do all harvest and then all save and blah, blah, blah. And so the game does a great such job a reflecting. Game. It's such a fucking good and game. And then the man. second game you play as a big daddy and it's so oh. badass. Oh, but then you fight the big sisters. Oh, man. So I can't remember. Is Elizabeth a little sister? I can't remember. She was, yes. From from uh, the third game from Infinite. Yeah, she was a little sister. Uh, I guess... I guess canonically, the character from the first game saves all the little sisters. Um, so then she grew up and was given to uh, what's his face, the villain from Infinite. And so then remember. time travel becomes a thing. And then the character from the first game like saved someone. And then, but you end up in the third game, you end up being the villain just in a different timeline. And it was. It was kind of convoluted, but the DLC it was very like I want to I don't want to say gimmicky. I can't think of another word, but they did try to throw a lot of shit at the wall with that one. It it was it was sort of cliche, but it was also like it it went a different route than the normal cliche. Like it's oh, like you, the Inception you, of video you've, games. You've been the villain the entire time, but yeah. it's like, but you have a choice to either kill yourself or. Um, and like go the same route or you have all the elizabeths who are basically little sisters drown you um so that it none of this even happens and so yeah anyways and that's the lesson that i took from the first bioshock we had another uh topic to go over um but i think we can save that for later um and micah you know what i'm talking about but uh if not just go in the itinerary we're not going to get to the last one that's all good um are there any closing remarks that you guys had to add? Hopefully this E3 time period shapes up to be a good one. Even if we don't have the big three at E3, hopefully, you know, they do something around that time period. So we still get that feel, that sense of, you know, oh, this is the gaming time of the year. Like, I need to hear news. I want to hear news for my fa- for my fantasy game, for Adam's mm-hmm. fantasy games, because we still don't really have release dates for those. Right. Mainly, it's just we'll pay Micah Lee in the fantasy charge with Chris, you know, just creepy behind for his games to release. So mm-hmm. I need some news. I need something to, like, really get this going on now. Right. Um, I guess I'll close with uh, I am very excited about this year uh, so far. Honestly, we've had really good receipts for games this year. I feel like this is like and the first. This is the real next year of like this, the, is, this year is the next 2015 where it was like, like Witcher three, gen, Metal Gear yeah. Solid five. Like yeah, this, this is the next. Games. This is the next gen year now. Like we're this is the really first year, year of like like let's go next gen, right? And mm-hmm. I want to. I want to say. Uh, I don't take back everything, but I will take back my statement about Game Pass not having enough games. At Finally. least new releases, new releases. I do think Atomic Heart and Wolong and Hi-Fi Rush back to back to back in a month. You guys are nailing it, bro. But I will say this. They're not exclusives. 
you're not incentivizing me to keep my Xbox. Hi-Fi Rush is an exclusive. I mean, what can't you just but get it? Like I'm on just saying, if you have a PC though. Yeah, you but, gotta do more, bro. I need a reason to not get a PS5. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Um, yeah, no, and that's I think that's the appeal of Game Pass. Partially, we're not gonna like really get into it, but like at the same time, like if you have the option to play it on PlayStation, if you buy it, or you can play it on Xbox where it's free, even though you're paying for the service. It's a much reduced, much well, more the, reduced price. So the, the the argument for me and why I made that video is why the fuck did I buy Xbox when I have a PC? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I could I could just play it on there. And it's like, damn, y'all, y'all scam me with that Halo Infinite box, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I mean, that, that's a good um, point. But uh yeah, actually, yeah I, I do think Game Pass is nailing it right now. If you don't, if you haven't checked out Atomic Heart and Will Long, do that. Do yourself a favor and check those games out. Also Love you guys. Thank you for checking out the show. Um, we've been really me and Adam have been talking about the sport like all the time. So it's it's awesome. It's awesome, man. I love the new show. I'm really glad we switched to this format and I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh Micah, go ahead and plug your stuff and then we'll close out. Um, if you guys want to check me out, uh I have a link tree on both Twi- TikTok and YouTube. Um, you can find me at Mikey OQ, pretty much everything, Twitter. Mikey OQ, YouTube, Mikey OQ, Twitch, all the same. Uh, I have videos about gaming commentary. I have some gameplay videos, but I also have some highlights of our talks here. So if you're looking for just shorter clips of the show, you can find those there. Um, we also have a TikTok at Pixel Hate. So if you want to find some quick one minute clips to catch up on the show, you can find that stuff there. The YouTube you're obviously listening on or you're listening on Spotify. Uh, Pixel 8 also, and I th- think Adam, we have a new Twitch name, Pixel Play. Yes. Um, so if you want to look at some gameplay that me and Adam record or Jamal, uh, Pixel Play on Twitch, and make sure that you guys go ahead and check out our link tree as well. We have all our socials, like I said at the beginning of the episode. Uh, this has been Pixel 8. We are Pixel 8, where the H is silent, but the hate is goddamn real. Uh, we love you guys. Even if it's just a couple of you guys per episode, it's fine. Eventually we will blow up. Uh, and we're all very excited for what the future holds. Um, please, please, please do subscribe. Give us a like. Feel free to comment as well. We need all the support that you guys can give us. Uh, and we really, truly do appreciate it. We've been really busting our ass uh, to try to get the product out there. So um, the guys that and girls that are uh, longtime supporters, uh, even in the Otaku Street days, we love you. We thank you. Uh, keep on listening. Uh, we're going to keep on pumping out the content for you guys. So um, without further ado, that was episode five of Pixel 8. Thank you very much. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. We will see you later. Deuces. The number one podcast of all time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're getting off the game now. We'll see you. <laughs>